Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Man in the Black Suit podcast. I think a little Frank in the morning is always uh, an interesting combination. How are you, Leslie? I'm doing well, Pammy. How are you? I love Frank in the morning. I love Frank anytime, actually. Well, that's true. Sinatra is one of my very favorites. Oh, and I got to see him in concert. I even... Oh, I. You know what? I have to say, when did you see him? Uh, seventy-six. What? Tell us the story, Pam. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, uh, you got. I saw him on like his last tour. Mm-hmm. It was in the early nineties, late eighties, okay. early nineties. Okay. Um, we. I was just at one of my first jobs after college. And there was a group of us, of course, you have to understand, I was working with people that were all at least 10 years older than me, if not more. Um, And we were all chatting that he was coming to Hershey, which is near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and we were all excited. And um, so when the tickets were going to go on sale, literally there were like three or four of us that were at the phone trying to make sure we all got tickets. So it was really, really cool um, that we got to go. I was so happy. Um, I had wanted to see him. There was a tour they did when I was in high school. It was, he he was touring with, I think, Sammy Davis and Isa Minnelli. And I so desperately wanted to see them. Um, But I just, I couldn't afford the tickets at the time. So it was a real treat. It's so good to see everybody in the chat room this morning. Good morning. Ladies, can you hear us? I'm not sure they can hear us. Yeah. All right. Let me go. I'm going to text them and see. Okay, good. I'm glad we we are being heard. <laughs> and Betty, Kenzie, Lori, Lori, it's good to see you from Texas. Saw him in Hershey, Pennsylvania, chocolate world, chocolate capital. The sweetest place on earth is what they bill it. <laughs> I'm sure you do because they advertise in New York and uh, Philly all the time. Um, but if you're ever in uh, this part of the world, swing on by because it's uh, it's a really sweet place to visit. And uh, the lamp posts are Hershey Kisses. Uh, you know, the last time I was in Hershey, you were still going through the old factory. Mm. Oh, Pam, that's been quite a while. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they have a they have a separate tour now. They stopped doing the tours through the company. Um, and they actually have changed. They moved their production facility um, outside. Well, not outside of town, but to the, another part of town. It's much, much larger than the original um, production facility. So yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. There's, we have, um, how is everybody today? Um, Oh, uh, Lauren said, Pam, I remember going through the old factory. It's such a shame. You can't see it anymore. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, the first time I I went through it, the first time I went through it, I think I was like 10 years old and my, 
my uh, father, my mother's brother, or my uncle was with us, and <laughs> we're, we're walking along the line, and there was a spot where there were a bunch of Hershey Kisses going along a, a belt. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle reached oh, over no. and grabbed <laughs> Anyhow, was he able to do that without being detected? (laughs) Oh, there were people there. (laughs) Oh gosh! I, you know, oh, it was just—it was a lot of fun, and the the park itself wasn't like it is today. Let me put it that way. Oh, yes, it's a very different place. Very different place, but it was fun. It was fun. My father always made fun of the fact that he was always going in and asking for a Mars bar. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, a little, a little yeah. Uh, yeah. confectioner humor there. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> there is, uh, interestingly enough, though, there is a factory that produces um, Mars products about half an hour from Hershey in Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting. Um, but Milton Hershey did his chocolate because of all the dairy uh, produced around here initially. Yep. So it's a good place to make chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good. That's right. Oh, and Karen said she remembers going through the factory with the Girl Scouts field trip. Mm-hmm. A lot of Scouts went through that place, I'm Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And uh, I know it's cold. A lot of places, I see Kenzie says she's cold and tired, but she has coffee. Well, that's a good thing. And Lauren was noting that Kenzie um, said, or, or that it's actually cold and snowing in western Pennsylvania, where Lauren is. Uh, seems like a good day to take a nap this afternoon. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. I do, too. Um, although I'm supposed to. My sister and I are supposed to go be social dis- distancing uh, ourselves with a with one of my our old friends uh, and having a socially distant uh, lunch together. But ah. if it's cold, I don't know whether we're going to be doing it or not. I know. Well, it was it was sweet. My uh, daughter and her boyfriend um, were in our driveway last night um, in the midst of the rain, might I add, the cold rain, with their umbrellas sitting having a socially distanced ice cream date. <laughs> and I said, why didn't why didn't you guys just get in your cars and park you know, in the driveway and that way you're not sitting in the rain? Well, They're like, hey, this is better, it's, Mom. It's more fun. It's, it's like more parking. fun. It's yeah, like parking. You know, I, my father used to tease me when I was younger um, about the submarine races that you could go watch on the Schuylkill River in Philadelphia. And when I was, you know, really young, mm-hmm. I was like, "What the hell are you talking about? Submarine races?" <laughs> That's funny. And uh, when I got older, I understood that they were good, uh, as my father quaintly would say. It's a good place to go neck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so. Well, I I didn't realize. Um, well, I guess I should have realized. I'm looking in the chat room, and it's uh, snowing over where Karen is as well. I know you're not too far apart from each other, Karen and Lauren. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lauren noted, we're in the phase where my nat- my grass needs to cut, but it won't stop being cold or snowing or raining. Absolutely. When I saw snowflakes yesterday afternoon, when I was on my conference call, I just wanted to cry. 
but um, I was happy. It wasn't that cold that it was uh, accumulating. So Betty says up in New York, it's a cold day, perfect for a day next to a fireplace and a good book. Betty, you're reading my mind. Um, and, <laughs> and Lori says romantic. And yes, you know, you Absolutely. can, I, I, you know, whenever I think of a fireplace and curling up next to a good book, I think of a beautiful red chair and Julia sitting oh, yes. curled up, um, and in Gabriel's apartment. Gabriel wakes up and bosses mm. her out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of the good part, not the, yes, not the tossing out part. That's true. Good morning, Monica. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hi, Monica. Mm. So we've got, you know, some things, with some announcements to make. Um, Quite a few, actually. Yeah, we do. Uh, <clears throat> SR wanted us to remind everybody that uh, the man in the black suit is on sale for 99 cents for a limited time. And that's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and he thinks Kobo. Uh, it is also 99 pence on U Amazon UK. And he thinks it's 99 Australian cents on Amazon Australia, which is very cool. It is very cool. And he also noted earlier this, uh, earlier in regard to this, that, you know, this was the only uh, book that he can actually reduce the price on on his own because the others are run by the publisher and because of everybody having to stay in and everything he just thought it would be a nice thing to do i think that's great betty's noting it's 99 cents on apple books as well yep and which is a great thing um also uh he said uh wanted everybody to remember that there's passion flicks if you haven't signed up for passion flicks uh the deb debut for the Gabriel's Inferno movie is May 29th. And if you do go into the Passion Flicks uh, through uh, SR's uh, Twitter page, he wants to remind that, you know, for transparency purposes, he does get a, uh, a small portion of that uh, subscription price, but it's not reflected in your bill. It's something they do internally. And uh, he just wants to make sure everybody knows that. Um, also, uh, the American publisher of, of the Gabriel series, uh, Berkeley, uh, he, you know, if you wanted to have a movie release cover of the book, he said that you should uh, be talking to Berkeley. And, you know, it's up to the publisher to decide whether they're going to uh, change the covering or not and so if you want to promote the idea out there on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram or ever, wherever else your social media takes you then you know feel free to go ahead and do it um, yes and in fact I um, we I know we've talked about that in the pot on this podcast in the past so you know we can we can kind of toy with that ladies if you think uh we can rally the troops to try and get berkeley to change this i think it'd be fun um to see uh julio and melanie on the cover i just think that would be great because i know at this point in mind in my mind they are uh the images i'm seeing when exactly. i read not everybody some people you know still have their initial vision and i think that's great too but I, I just think it would be a nice nod 
to to passion flicks really mm-hmm. um, and would help promote them as well mm-hmm. what they do didn't they do this with one of the other books that they did their uh, covers with yes I believe I think it was driven driven yeah that's what I think too I don't know but it would be fun mm-hmm. uh, Kenzie uh, also has out there a giveaway for the man in the black suit and uh, unfortunately she said that some of the people couldn't get be- couldn't get her copy gift. Because, of the gift because of the country they lived in that's, mm-hmm. that's always tricky I know the international giveaways are always tricky yes and uh, in addition to Driven, Dirty Sexy Saint and Mr. 365 mm-hmm. um, are books that were uh, the covers were made. Jean Ann mentioned that Mr. Three Sixty Five. Um, yeah, <laughs> Betty's saying we need to help uh, the boss uh, chip in so he can buy his deep fryer so he can make his home fried donuts. <laughs> the boss will write for food. <laughs> well, I told him yesterday he if he has a, a good frying pan, a good deep frying pan, that can work just as well. Absolutely. Yes, SR's on his donut donut making kick, which I think is wonderful. <laughs> um, Betty also noted, what if we really make it Gabriel's Inferno and uh, just put Paul in the front cover? <laughs> <laughs> Betty, your love for Paul knows no bounds. That's exactly I love it. Right. I love it. Kenzie is saying that SR needs don- his donuts, the serious business. Mm-hmm. And uh, serious business it is. And also Karen noted, um, rightly so, um, regarding the cover art, uh, Ruth Clampett owned the cover rights for uh, the book, which is why it made it much easier. I think, isn't Ruth uh, with uh, Mr. 365? I believe so. And um, that makes it a lot easier um, working with a major publishing house. Uh, I think they might have certain metrics and numbers they need to reach in order to, uh, to make this happen. So I think it, you know, it could be fun. And <laughs> I'm laughing seeing Kenzie's comment. Um, she is now officially deemed Friday's hashtag James Andrew Frazier Friday. And you know what? <laughs> he and his publicist and, and rep would love that. <laughs> Oh, I think they're going to love that because I think they're going to find out about that yes. <laughs> pretty quickly. Yes. Kenzie, did you share good. that news with him yet? <laughs> We're going to have to tag him in. And Uh-oh. and soon it'll be Jamesy Frazier Friday. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> after the after the nuptials, of the, course. Uh, of course, of course. <laughs> she um, said no. She didn't. She's going to go hide. <laughs> So, so what else is new, Pam? Well, let's see. We've got an author takeover with Effie on mm. SR's doing on Saturday, April 25th. It's on her Facebook page. Is that on page. her? I was just going to say, um, let me pull her Facebook page up. Um, and I'll put that link on there. It was on from last week because as uh, for those of you who weren't with us last week, Effie joined us on the podcast. Had a we had a great time chatting with her. Yes, we did about uh, her projects, uh, her latest book, uh, "Love Is What You Bake of It," and also her experiences uh, being an SR fan and being on set as a founding member um, of uh, 
in Syracuse uh, for Gabriel's Inferno. And she was on so, one of the first days that FMs were allowed on set. So mm -hmm. she had a great time with that. Yeah, and she really she's, did. She's, she doesn't um, quite reach <laughs> Julia's <laughs> chest. <laughs> Height-wise. <laughs> of course, a lot of us are, have that, are in that position. Anyhow. Um, but anyway, the, the takeover with SR is going to be at 10 a.m. on her Facebook page next Saturday. Um, let's see. The other thing he just wants to remind everybody that with with this COVID ID 19 um, going around, that we're all isolating and doing this together, no matter where we are. Even our fellow Michiganders who are protesting it are part of that. Um, so. You know, you can always find support anywhere within the, if you're, you're feeling uh, isolated and confined and just need to break away from something. You can always find us all on social media. And I know that a group of us have gotten together a couple times to talk online uh, in a private chat room. We've, we've uh, some, of, uh, some of the groups have done um, Zoom calls. Uh, or FaceTime calls. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so Happy hour via virtual. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you can have a cocktail happy hour on Zoom, which is always fun. And just for fun, if you have an extra $100, you can also add a llama to your Zoom account. And <laughs> how much fun would that be? You know, and, and if it's a business meeting, just think, you need a quorum to do something that's a quorum. It adds another person or add another <laughs> into it. And there is also uh, a fun thing called Goat to Meeting. And I don't know how many of you are familiar with Go to Meeting, which uh, will create like online um, uh, phone calls for everybody uh, in a in a group setting. So this would be interesting. Um, yes, I think, I think, uh, <laughs> I can only imagine, um, doing this at work, but I think it really would be funny. It would be a great way to lighten, uh, lighten people's day. And I know SR is a little bit obsessed with this idea. <laughs> Yeah, he is. <laughs> we were, he mentioned it if you've seen him email. on, yeah, if you see uh, him online, he had he he had forwarded the the link, and um, I uh, when we were writing about any news to share, uh, he mentioned he just thought that was oh really God, funny. He so is, he is a character. He is a character. He is. He truly is a character. So, um, is there any other uh, news that we want to share? I think we have some news to share, don't we? Yes, we do. We uh, do indeed. Um, we have a special announcement regarding the podcast. The podcast. And uh, starting at the end of this month, uh, beginning of next month on May 2nd, May 2nd. Uh, since we are winding down the man in the black suit, and we do promise, ladies, we will cover chapter 65 today there is going to be a there is going to be nicholas and acacia talk today yes. um but launching on may 2nd is a brand new podcast called all things sylvain reynard 
and we are very excited about it. So uh, the technical switching will happen after the podcast next weekend. Um, we have a Facebook page uh, together um, that you you know I've I've sent out a few invites. Uh, if you it, it's called All Things SR, and yep. you can join in. We have an Instagram account which we will be posting things. And I'm going to uh, put the links in here if I can. Okay. So and also into the chat room. We also have a Twitter account, All Things SR. So it'll be fun. We're going to be focusing on, obviously, all things SR, but, you know, the Passion Flicks films and uh, any of the any new books he may have coming out, um, his charities and things that might be of interest. Right. Um, and it's not just all SR news. It's all things inspired by SR, too. Yes. So authors like Effie. Yep. Um, and, you know, any other type of, it could be, it just gives us so much chance, so much of an opportunity to talk about this beautiful uh, community uh, that SR has created mm -hmm. and uh, all of the great work that has come from his books. And uh, of course, it'll give us more chance to talk about the filming and the movies uh, and all the other goodness that comes with it. So, and thank you guys. There's some nice comments, uh, Pam, coming in the chat room. Uh, Lauren said, that explains the page invite. Ha ha, wonderful news. Mm -hmm. uh, Lori said, wow, that will be fun. Uh, Monica said she saw the page and liked it. <laughs> Kenzie already liked the page. You guys are on it. <laughs> <laughs> and Jean Ann said, that's awesome. Congrats. Nice. Thank you. Uh, and uh, starting uh, for the May 2nd podcast, we do have a special guest. We will have. SR Ellen as our special guest and we've also put a link um, out in the Facebook page and we're going to be posting it to Twitter and everything after the podcast for a Google Doc in case there's any question you really want to ask SR this way we figured uh, starting then now until the was it the 27th I think we said until Monday May 27th and actually I'm putting that in the chat room too so if you guys have questions you want to put in you can we're do gonna, it right now. Yeah, and we're <laughs> going to compile them and get them to SR so he can be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to be prepared for no, this. That's true. That's true. So uh, that'll, you know, that'll be a lot of fun. So, and then in June, um, with grateful thanks to Betty and Perling, we're going to be starting the read of Gabriel's Promise. And we'll be... You know, Betty is always included in on our podcast with that. And if when Pearling, Pearling is available, we'll do something with her. Sometimes our time, you know, timing, especially with Pearling, can be tough. So we'll arrange something special just with her, with her, so that we can all be in it together. And we'll notify you at the time that what we're doing that. So we're very excited. Um, SR is excited about it. We've been talking with him for a couple of months now about this. And, uh, you know, it's all good things. All good things. So. Yes, we're really, um, we're really honored to be able to continue talking about uh, the work and uh, to be able to dig into uh, book four. It's going to be really, really fun. Mm -hmm. Um to be able to do that and share it 
especially during this time when everyone's still looking for uh, some things to do. Uh, some of us have more uh, free time on our hands now while we're all um, being safe and responsible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm just uh, <laughs> thank you, Lori. Lori said, uh, congratulations all. Thank you. Um, thank you. And uh, Kenzie said, very exciting news. Betty says it's going to be so much fun. It will. It's always fun with you, Betty. It's always a party when you're here. And Lauren That's said, true. this is awesome. It's nice to have things to look forward to right now. And Jean Ann said, exciting and at a time when it's much needed. Mm-hmm. So it's very true. Uh, yes, it is. And, and Betty says, promise is a fabulous read. We get to play detective with the new novel. <laughs> so that is very true. Um, and obviously, we wanted to start it in June after the premiere. Because um, you know we're going to be talking about the premiere quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Kenzie, uh, or should I say um, the soon-to-be Mrs. Fraser, um, says we also need to get James on, yes. Leslie. Yes. Don't you worry about that. We have all kind. We're we're working on a we're, bunch of know, stuff. We we have all kinds of surprises up our sleeves, ladies. So. And uh, you know we're we're working with uh, a lot of people, so hopefully things will work out. Just keep your fingers crossed. And uh, yes, and, and and really truly, you guys are are our first people that we've um, publicly announced this to. So uh, please spread the word, help us spread the word. Um, I did put the links in um, all things, Sylvain Reynard, all thing at all things SR uh, are the handles um, really, really help push this out because we want to get as many people um, involved who want to hear about the news and who want to, you know, be able to follow along on the read along. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot of exciting things that are going to be happening. So we want to be able to share it with as many people as we can. And uh, Kenzie's excited. She's uh, promises. Fantastic. I can't wait to go through it chapter by chapter. Um, and Lauren said yes to James. I know he'd be down to come on the podcast. I'm, I'm, I believe he would. Be. We feel he would be too, Lauren. That it will be a real fun one. And Lori said we've got to keep the wedding planning going. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Lori, don't you doubt it? I know Karen. Uh, yesterday, I I know she had to uh, jump off of the call right now. I see she's not in the chat room currently, but um, <laughs> Karen was talking about wedding cake. So, uh, Kenzie, any preferences for wedding cake? Yeah, really. <laughs> yes, and, and Betty, very true. We st- And in terms of the films, uh, we still will have Gabriel's Inferno Part 2 and Part, part 3. Mm-hmm. And then the filming of the rest of Rapture and yeah, Redemption. Redemption. I mean, this is going to be uh, years of goodness, ladies. Not just months, but years, at least a little over a year. But who knows? At this point, it could be more than that. And I say bravo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the longer mm-hmm. we get to talk about this and experience the fun, the better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kenzie's not too uh, discriminant in terms of, of her uh, preference. She said, cake is cake. Anything is great. There you go. <laughs> And there she says, uh, we are going to be losing our minds for months after May. Um, 
I think I've already. And uh, we have another person join. Uh, hello, Fahrenheit. Good to have you on. We're talking about uh, all of the good things and the new podcast that will be coming May 2nd, all things Sylvain Reynard and special guest Sylvain Reynard himself, the author, uh, the myth, the legend will be joining us. The Sly Fox. <laughs> the Sly Fox. <laughs> <laughs> the weaver of magic yes. uh yes and the 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 maker of donuts apparently is well, uh, we're, we're, he's collecting recipes yes and yes I saw some good apple cider donut recipes yesterday that weren't too difficult to uh to go through um i think the most difficult part of the whole thing was uh you know making the apple cider a little bit thicker to put into the batter so Ooh, i love apple cider donuts though oh, me too. some of my favorites i ever had was in charlottesville at an orchard during uh, harvest season an apple orchard might i add uh which is uh, of course now every time i go to an apple orchard i think of gabriel's inferno <laughs> and the one they're still <laughs> looking for in and <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was like deliverance. We kept looking. We were like, there has to be an orchard around here somewhere. And Pam and I were driving all over Sealand's Grove and outskirts. And, <laughs> and we kept going further and further and like, away from civilization. And, it was, and, and you know, the, the Google Maps is saying, uh, yeah, the apple orchard should be just here. Make a left, make a right. And all of a sudden, we're on this little dirt road. <laughs> and we're like, I. <laughs> I, I was waiting for someone to come out with their shotgun. I really was. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Kenzie's like, the myth, the legend, she said, Peter Gunn starts playing. That's yeah. right. And speaking of Peter Gunn, else. I think that's a perfect segue to talk about the man in the black suit. What do you Absolutely. think? Because that was the song. That was a theme that SR envisioned at the beginning of this book. Right. Yes, Am I right? Yes, he did. Do we remember that? We did. When we talked about that so many, many moons ago? Absolutely. You know, and... I on the podcast <laughs> and I, I asked him, which song do you think you'd like to listen to? And he said, oh, Peter Gunn. <laughs> I was like, alrighty, we got it. I know. So, Tosca, if you're listening, when you get the rights and make the man in the black suit... <laughs> Um, I think we have your opening, your opener uh, right now. I I can see the scene unfold before our eyes. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, you know, I do, I do hope Passion Flicks would option this book. Um, It's such a great story. I think it really lends itself well to the screen. We've had that discussion before. Um, And if Passion Flicks wouldn't do it i'm hoping someone else would but i just i'm i'm a big believer now that passion flicks is the right venue especially for, for authors for authors for storytellers of romance um because they really are fans and are dedicated to staying true to the book um and we are at the end of our journey with nicholas and acacia for now um although all Yes. When, you know, one of the questions we asked uh, whenever this was <laughs> um, to SR about the, when we were going through the chapters and putting it together, um, we asked, when is his next book? 
and he says he's put together um, ideas for a follow-up on the man in the black suit and I'm working on something else at the moment but it's early stages yet which he keeps telling us and uh, keep an ear out because he will be he said it he'll be talking about it in a bit um, he says the past year he's been very involved with the production of Gabriel's Inferno and now Gabriel's Rapture and I expect they will complete filming Rapture this spring or summer and that was before everybody got shut down when he wrote that. And then I expect them to begin filming um, Gabriel's Redemption in the fall. Uh, so although I will continue to write, some of my writing time has been devoted to the films. And we are so happy about that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But he has so many ideas and I'm very excited to see what he's bringing next, um, bringing us next. Right. <laughs> Betty says, say what? Not even the hustle? <laughs> well, please don't that... play Celebration. I, I'm sorry, that's not a song I like hearing at a wedding anymore. <laughs> uh, Too much? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and that and Daddy's Little Girl. That when I got yeah. married, that was like when I was my friends were getting married, that was like the thing to listen to. And I'm like, oh, I'd roll my eyes every time. <laughs> um, uh I have no doubt. I'm an untraditionalist when it comes to certain things, and so I, that's, that, but that's just me. <laughs> um, we also asked him at the time, uh, did you have any inspiration, be it a book or film, when writing about the feeling of being lost? And he says, I love novels and films that involve journeys. Lost in Translation is a good film about that. But I also think of Pilgrim's Promise and Dante's Divine Comedies as stories about being lost. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And obviously we know um, he, he loves that uh, searching and that process of discovery, um, be it as a, a new place or... Uh, an internal discovery of your of your soul or of your um, character, mm -hmm. and uh, I think that's that's been really um, wonderful as he's in, incorporated that into the books. And uh, yes, Betty noted she hopes Passion Flicks turns the Florentine series into a film, another great uh, series about discovery. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, we I, I know that while we were on set. And speaking with Tosca, we actually said um, we really advocated for, for all of series. his books. Yeah. And but we said the Florentine series would be really something she should check out. Um, and uh, she and she approached us with this. It wasn't we went to her with it, but we, she asked now, what is the the blonde uh, man in the final book? What's he about? Mm -hmm. is, he, is he a vampire? And I, we, we said yes, that it was, that's William York, and his character continues on into the Florentine series. And that's what's so cool about all of SR's novels, you know, when you, when you think about it now, not so much when I was first reading Gabriel's series, but you have, you know, Gabriel, you have uh, William York, and then William York goes into uh, the Florentine series, where Gabriel and Julie and Claire and Professor Picton also make an appearance. and uh, But also he mentions in the Florentine series about going to 
uh, sending, I forget, because I, I, I just listened to this the other day in the shadow, um, one of the other vampires off to Switzerland to investigate this family, or to, uh, you know, into colony. So that is a reference to uh, Nicholas and his family's art collection. So that I thought that was interesting. And now we get into the, the man in the black suit and, you know, we, we, fig we find out about his art collection and everything that's going on. And then in Promise, the next step where everybody's included in this. So I think it's pretty cool. I think it is too. And I think SR has fun weaving in the different characters in different worlds. Um, yeah, as, as uh, Kenzie states, SR intertwined everything beautifully, and he does. Um, and Betty's noting that Willie and Raven need lots of love, and their scenes, their love scenes are so sexy. sexy. Willie's bites are legendary, she says. Oh, yeah. um, yes. I, and I, can you imagine um, the, the attention to detail that Tosca would take um, with that lovemaking scene and the way that they interact? I just think it'd be phenomenal. What, the Lucia? Yes. 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 Um, Kenzie notes um, that uh, the Florentine series is very beautiful and excellent story. Raven means so much to her. Mm -hmm. um, and Monica, bravo, woman. Monica said the last to Tosca podcast she wrote, hashtag Team William. <laughs> I love it. I love great. it. It would be great. Um, I, I know currently she's looking for another blonde-haired lead man, um, trying to search for uh, Jesse Ward. Um, but that could be very instructive, too, because maybe as she's reviewing them, hey, you guys, we should, we should put that on the fashion or the passion flicks uh, pages mm -hmm. that while they're looking for Jesse Ward, keep in mind uh, William because they're both blondes and with the, and with the British, British accents. accents. So that would be fun. Um, and, and I do love how it all weaves in um, and how the artwork uh, in every book SR writes artwork has such an important place um, in, in the storytelling. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> Betty says we can all volunteer to be William's special meal at lobby, but only William Max can stay away oh, from that's me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Ava too. And of course, if yes. Samia has her ways, Ava would be a cut bitch. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, uh, that, that it, I, I do feel like that series is going to come to the screen at some point. Um, and that'll be fun. So back to our Nicholas and Acacia story, you can, yes. it was incredibly intense. Um, after a very, very trying and terrifying um, capture and then eventually rescue of Nicholas, um, he's finally with Acacia safely back at his home. And chapter 65 starts by him noting that he called Constantine. Um, he's on the terrace of his parents' house, looking over at that gorgeous view of Mont Blanc. And you can always imagine his, SR's writing is so uh, vivid. Mm -hmm. And when Acacia asked 
he told her that Constantine thanked him and would be adding additional security to Yasmin to keep her safe. And as she touched Nicholas's arm, he told her that he was lost. And she put her arm around his waist, being careful of his left shoulder, which had been injured. Um, she mentioned that she met with Dr. Aswan once, and she had stressed to her that her feelings were normal, even when they're all over the place. And Nicholas looked to the Alps. Acacia said she could not pretend to know his loss or what his parents felt, but she had loved him and loved him completely and welcomed him, no matter what his feelings were. And he thanked her. His eyes filled with affection for her. And he had been carrying this burden for so long. And that had been his sole focus for so long. I mean, if you remember, that was his his purpose. Mm-hmm. His being was trying to uh, seek revenge for the death of his sister. First of all, that was his driving force initially. And also to recover the artwork. And now he feels bereft. Um he keeps checking for his wallet and keys, but he knows that's not it. He was very unsettled. And um, Acacia agreed. She understood. She and her mother kept looking over their shoulders for the man that had hunted them for so long. Um, and again, I love this commonality between them, that they, they're having these different experiences, but still shared types of experiences. And... So I think they were able to provide comfort to each other. Nicholas wrapped his arm around her shoulder and said, I'm so glad you are safe and in my arms. And she snuggled closer to him. You can, of course, can you see this with Mount Blanc in the, back, Blanc in the background? I can totally see this being filmed. Um, he took his hand, her hand in his, and Nicholas asked what his mother thought when she told him that she was Muslim. And apparently, um, his mother was horrified that she was not offering her halal food. (laughs) And Nicholas, of course, because, you know, his mother being uh, really, really always the gracious host and uh, always wanting to make people feel welcome in her home. I just thought that was so sweet. Mm -hmm. And Nicholas reported that they did not keep kosher, but Acacia did not think pork was in their future. (laughs) 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 <laughs> which is like cute. No no. I know a, a lot of commonality though, um, between the two, the two yes. faiths. And, um, she showed Nicholas what his mother gave her a beautiful silver bracelet and pendant. Nicholas squinted at the silver disc. He had not studied Hebrew since his bar mitzvah, but it was a quote from the book of Ruth. And the quote was the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. And Nicholas thought that uh, the quote was a bit morbid. So we asked SR about this um, like a month or two ago when we were actually writing uh, this question to him. We asked him, uh, why did you select the quotation from the book of Ruth for this particular scene? And SR noted that since the Kasserers are Jewish, um, he thought it was important to pick a text from the Hebrew Bible and Ruth began as someone who is an outsider to Judaism, but who is embraced by the Jewish community. And he thought that Nicholas's mother would want to convey that message to Acacia, which, of course, I just... Yeah, it's a it's, beautiful sentiment. 
it really is a beautiful sentiment. It's one of welcoming. It's one of op- being open um, and and one of love. Yeah. And you know, it, it, it's a funny view. Phil's family is Jewish mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. embraced me as a Jew. So. I'm which is beautiful. I'm Jew in their eyes, which is very nice. I, you know, and I greatly appreciate that. So. And um, I'm looking at the, the uh, some of the comments in the chat room, and um, Betty had said, "I miss Nicholas. He was like that guy from The Princess Bride. You killed my father. Prepare to die." <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yes. My name and... is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. That's right. I love that. Um, and then Betty said, this made me wonder, what will Nicholas do now? While he was kind of contemplating and feeling a little rudderless. And she, she did, noted that she does love interracial couples. And the boss needs to release a special jewelry collection. We would all love to wear it. That's a great idea, Betty. Um, and very, very thoughtful, beautiful expression. Um, Kenzie noted for the quote. Um, and Petty says the SR jewelry collection, diamond earrings, pearl necklaces, special necklace with charms, ruby and diamond rings, and so on. Um, Monica, we might need, maybe you need to suggest that when he's on the podcast yes. on uh, May 2nd. And Monica <laughs> is ready to fly away with Ibra from the uh, quarantine yes. series. <laughs> I know Monica has a special, uh, a special relationship with Ibra. Yes. And Ibra uh, Mon- is Monica's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and I love I love your devotion to him, Mon. I think that's yes. beautiful. <laughs> um, Kenzie said she missed my Nicholas and Cassie. I know, isn't it great to talk about them? The characters are so beautiful, and I love sometimes stepping away from a book and then coming back and revisiting it. It's like visiting old friends, right? Yes, and, exactly. And um, it's it's such a special story. Um, I definitely, I'm going to reread this again soon. Um, so many books, though, right? So many books, so little time. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Betty said, Annika and Ibarra sitting in a tree. <laughs> Mon said, I told SR not to kill him in capital letters. <laughs> so cute. And Kenzie uh, says, yes, I I." And I do that all the time with SR's novels. All these characters are my friends. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and Monica, Monica said, would kill SR if she if killed all <laughs> Oh my gosh, you're making us all laugh. And Lori said, "LOL, she's cracking up too." Yeah. So as we, uh, you know, as we reflect on the quote uh, that Nicholas, uh, that uh, Nicholas's mother put on the pendant, Acacia told Nicholas that. It was when Naomi says those words to Ruth after the death of her husband, Naomi's son. And that was the, uh, the reference in the quote. And his mother wanted to send her a blessing in gratitude for what she had done her, for her family, which is why Nicholas's mother put that quote on. Nicholas understood and smiled with appreciation, saying that she was right. They were all very, very grateful and she told him that she did nothing but love him. That was that was it. And I love that sentiment. It was such yes. a pure emotion and a pure driving force for her. It was his her love for him that that drove all of her action, which is just fantastic. Um, 
And she said, while he thought that wasn't true, he thought her greatest gift to him was loving him. And that was so much, that meant so much to him. And he asked, did she like her gift? And Acacia thought it was a gift. Ruth was not Jewish, nor is she. Nicholas brought his mouth to her ear, saying he had a much better welcoming, bringing her into the Kassarer family. Uh-oh, get the fan out. I know. Get the fan out. Where are the hankies? Yes. Um, but they had agreed to speak later about that. And Acacia reached up and kissed him passionately. So we had another question for SR around this. Um, <laughs> and Betty says, oh, Nicholas finally understands that he is loved and he is beautiful. And the question we asked SR was, what was Nicholas referring to when he said he had another way of welcoming Acacia to the family? And in pure SR fashion, the answer was, that's a very good very question. Good question. Winky, Winky face. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm also looking in the chat room. Uh, Betty, it seems like we're getting into the wedding planning business because uh, not so, only are we planning the uh, hashtag Jamesy uh, nuptials, but now uh, Betty's asked Monica if you're looking forward to a spring, summer, autumn, or winter wedding with Ibarra. To the Ibraman. <laughs> <laughs> the Ibraman wedding. Oh my gosh. Hashtag <laughs> Um Betty says she hears the bells now. So, <laughs> Pam, did you want to um, continue with the rest of the yes, chapter 65? <laughs> it could be a double wedding, but I would like to have these each individual. I think they. I, yeah, yes. I each person think there's their own wedding of their <laughs> Their own special day. <laughs> so, when they parted, Nicholas told her that, that she did it. Acacia asked what? He, he said he told her that she had saved his life. And he told her that it was true. And he had been fixed on revenge for so long that it had affected his life and his family. And he could not see it. Uh, Acacia looking down with a full heart. And Nicholas lifted her chin, saying, "Whenever, whoever saves one life, saves mankind in entirety." And while she thanked him, she still said that guilt. She still had guilt on taking a life. It will never leave her. And Nicholas told her that we still have regrets, but we have second chances. And that's like my my philosophy of life is, you know, some people look at a like at life as a half empty glass or a half full glass. Mm -hmm. And I always say that a glass is refillable. Yes. I love that, Pam. I yeah. love that. Because life changes all the time. We make mistakes. We move on. We have good things that happen and can, can continue more, more into life that way. So... Um, but we have, need to have a serious conversation now. So she asked what that was. He says, Claude Monet, are you sure you want to keep <laughs> And, uh, he said, this morning he used my best dress shoes as his litter box. Uh-oh. <laughs> 
so <laughs> rut row <laughs> rut row zounds until she gets <laughs> and uh, she said Acacia looking at Nicholas with laughter in his eyes and laughed out loud uh, having um, four animals in my life right now <laughs> three of them being feline I can appreciate his uh, request about Claude Monet because this morning my little pumpkin cat when I took her outside and Walter outside uh, first thing came back with a, with a bird and you know it's not the same as using the shoe as a litter box but I, I just you know I'm seeing a starling that's been killed by this cat and knowing she's offering it as part of the family thank you but, um, you know, I could really do without dead animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but that was, that was a great chapter, too. I mean, it, it's wrapping up a lot of things. It's, you know, with their feelings with for each other and um, how they both look at each other with gratitude. You know, each saving their own lives for each other. So, I I think their their passion um, is evident, and it's it's really what kept them going uh, through through all of these really challenging um, and 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 literally. Um, death-defying struggles that they went through i mean it's it's just incredible what they what they live through individually and together mm -hmm. and i feel like you know of course now we hear this all the time um in the midst of this challenging time that we're in but but they're stronger together mm -hmm. yeah. they really are they they help boost each other they help uh, provide uh love and support that um, that they didn't have before, um, and and that's what's so beautiful, I think, about it. And you know, I'm 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 loving. I'm looking at some of the things in the chat room, and um, Kenzie noted the end of this chapter was beautiful because it shows Nicholas and Acacia are both happy and finally at peace together. Um, yeah, I agree with that, mm -hmm. and it's it's just a beautiful. Uh, uh, just a beautiful um, sentiment, and I'm I'm looking to uh, your your uh, pro, your you you've been called profound, Pam. Uh, Lori said uh, your your uh, notation about life being half empty or half full, the glass being half empty, half full. In reality, a glass is refillable. Um, so I think that's something else you got to weave into your book. Uh, okay. By the way. And uh, Lori says, uh, because with life, sometimes you get gla your glass gets emptied <laughs> and you hope it's refillable. <laughs> and it, always, yes. it always is. Um, you know, I can just tell you from my own life experiences that are long and vast and I, I really won't go into, but with good times and bad times. But 
it you can reset yourself you can refill mm -hmm. that glass so that your your being can be can put out a positive outlook to life even in the worst of times so that is true that's why i believe that oh, but i love it and and it, it kind of uh, it, uh, it kind of resonates with the quote uh, Kenzie pulled from the book, um, because uh, being that being the SR student that she is, she had her book because uh, she knew we were going to get to the chapter today, didn't you, Kenzie? You had faith in us. Um, I wasn't sure if we'd did. make it, but <laughs> I kept thinking, okay, if we screw up this week, we can at least do it next week. Um, so. But, well, you know, there's always so much excitement around all of SR's projects and the books and the movie. Um, but I love the quote that she pulled, so I wanted to share it um, sure. because it does kind of uh, summarize that chapter and saying, Acacia lowered her head, her heart full. And it makes Kenzie very happy. It's a beautiful line. Um, not unlike how Julia felt. Um or Raven felt when they were with their beloveds. That's true. That is so. <laughs> Although Monica was pointing out that <clears throat> she didn't know if Ava would consent to uh, <laughs> her connection with Ibra. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I will only this do this to take her out of the principality, the, off the throne in Florence. Hey, you, know? <laughs> you never know. That's right. And uh, Monica, I love this too. Monica says, we are good girls. We let you <laughs> get to the chapter. Um, thank you. Um, because, you know, we're, we're very easy to uh, get into a digression. And Betty had noted that she learned this year that life is unpredictable. We can plan our lives, but things change when we least expect it. We have we're to learn it. to adapt. That's we're true. Right now. Um, we are living it, and we're finding that we are finding different ways to do things. We are finding different ways to connect with each other. Um, I feel really fortunate, I've said this before, that we've already established our online community of friends, mm -hmm. and having this has been really a wonderful, um, for me, a really wonderful and joyful part of, of living in this uh, temporary reality. And uh, I felt really fortunate because I know friends who've struggled um, because they've had to adapt. And, you know, this has just been part of my life for years. So um, reaching out to all of you and being able to say hi to Susie in Australia and mm -hmm. Franca in South Africa and, you know, Sammy, our different friends we meet all over the world. It's just been such a gift, mm -hmm. really. Absolutely. And, uh, and, you know, I know that uh, Angel Babe uh, Noni in Great Britain, um, you know, we've met in person, and she's a lovely person. And, and I haven't seen her too much lately, but I, under, I she told me about her job a bit, and it's uh, she deals with a lot of uh, missing children and stuff. So she, she tries to keep a low profile as much as she can. But... Yeah, we, you know, meeting everybody, meeting everybody when I can outside of uh, the internet is fun. So I can't promise I'm going to get anywhere outside of the U.S. at the moment, but someday I hope to again. 
I we will. Yeah. We will. And we've talked about we've talked about that. And uh, it's just it's been such a great um, it's just been such a great opportunity to share our love of these stories. And um, as Kenzie wrote, SR novels just make me so emotional. His words speak to me in a way that no other author can. Lori seconds that emotion. And Kenzie says SR is very encouraging and his words during this time have helped her a lot. And um, I know SR's work has helped many people at many different times. I know, especially now, and he's really, really um, continues to encourage, like he did in the announcements this morning. Um, Pam and I commented, he shared a lot of news. Some of it's things that we have mentioned before, but I mean, he had, his email was quite lengthy today and and really wanted to uh, imprint the importance and the, the blessing we have of this community and to reach out, don't mm-hmm. feel like um, you're all you're all alone because we have each other. And he really, um, he really cares about this, his his readers and his fans, mm-hmm. and really wants to make sure that everyone um, can still continue to feel connected and still find joy in the work. Um, and I know he knows that <laughs> we find joy and silliness. Um, in some of our antics. Um, I think we do. And that's part of the fun. And, and it's part of the fun. And um, it's that's what's made this very special. And, uh, you know, I think things like having uh, Lauren uh, schedule uh, founding members uh, who she met uh, get together and, and do a Zoom call, uh, you know, had been a great... Uh, another great example of just how the community continues to connect and grow. And Mm -hmm. um, I had a fun time because I met some of the women that Lauren connected with on set. Um, And it was wonderful to hear from friends uh, and fans who were in uh, Milwaukee and who were in Minneapolis and in Virginia. It's it's just, it's just a really lovely community. And as Lori says, SR has a big, sweet heart. It really which is, is. Which is, which makes it so good. Yes, it does. And um, Kenzie says he's a beautiful human being. That's why he is her precious. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Lauren says let's please do that again soon. Yes, I think what, Lauren, we should schedule a time. We can uh, we can talk about that offline. But I think that would yeah. be fun. Be um, and uh, you know, there's so many other just good things that are happening. Um, I, they keep teasing us from Passion Flicks about um, some news, the some trailer, some good news is coming. I'm, I'm thinking it's the trailer. I would love for a third teaser, but that's me being greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, that second teaser just blew you uh, away. Yes, you know how I felt. I, I couldn't watch. I, I watched it once. I was an emotional wreck. Like it took me days. I, I did finally last weekend rewatch it a couple times. I could watch that over and over and over. And it's the Matthew Barber music, I think. Uh, and and Julia's expression as Gabriel. Melanie, their their acting, uh, their yeah. their expressions um just took me out. I, know. I mean, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. 
Well, Lauren so beautiful. mentioned that Allie uh, tweeted out that she saw part two last night. Yes, I saw that. And she's hashtag Team Richard, mm-hmm. which uh, made me, I actually responded. To, uh, she was on Twitter and Instagram with that. And I actually had seen it on Twitter because I was pulling up hashtags and everything. And um, she uh I, I said that uh, yes, uh, Pam Pam wore these on the Richard train as well. <laughs> well, my I'm yes, my, yes, was, yes. He has a special place in my heart because I I empathize with what he's going through as a as a a newly um, widowed man. Yes, absolutely. And and he's such again, what a great male character right i mean he is just all the goodness wrapped up um in in that solid strong um steadfast and spouse he, he passed that along to mm-hmm. both gabriel or all gabriel aaron um scott scott and rachel mm-hmm. yeah it, uh, it really really was great yeah. And Lauren had noted on the second teaser, she said, yes, hearing Matthew Barber did me in. That second teaser had me undone. It really, it took me, it just took me apart. I love it so much. Yeah. Kenzie said, don't worry, Leslie. I've cried a lot watching that teaser. And from this whole experience, as you know, <laughs> <laughs> who isn't Team Richard? He is so sweet. It's very true. Mm-hmm. And Lori said, Tosca said she's Team Richard, right? Yes. Yes, that's that's what this, and I, I guess Allie joined that bandwagon too. Um, well, I and she hopes you. we get to see bits of him. I do too. I'd love to see more. Uh, obviously, I love Julio and Melanie, and I love watching and seeing them. But it would be fun to see some uh, peaks of the other characters as well. Uh, Paul being one of them, Betty. Yes, I know you want to see your Vermont farmer. Yes. Um, Betty says, I still would love to hear that I'm glad I'm your first in the third teaser or trailer. I know. Uh, I don't know if they're going to so do that. I feel I like they're going to make us wait for that. What do you think? I think they're going to make us wait. I, yeah. Because I think that that is such a big part of this whole thing. Uh, Kenzie that said, I would die if we heard that in the trailer. <laughs> I know. It might, again, take me out. Uh, Kenzie said, I know where Tosca is going to end part one and we are not prepared. <laughs> and Betty said it would be nice to see Kristen Paul flexing his strong arms. <laughs> and I'm glad I'm your first is the line that had started at all. That's, That's so right. true. And Lori asked, how do you know about this Kenzie? She wants to know, but then again, she doesn't. So Kenzie, are you, uh, are you, did you, I think I remember seeing, were you and Betty talking about that at one point about where you think they're going to end? I'm just curious. Betty says, or maybe Gabriel getting jealous watching Julie and Paul walking together. That's true. That's true. Julio, uh, Julio channeling uh, jealous Gabriel. I think it's going to be a sight to behold. He is so passionate about that role. I love it. I can't say enough good things about him i really can't i know i know i i or us yeah yeah i love i love his 
all of the all of these actors really I love their commitment and passion and dedication to these characters and for the story and for se- telling this story because they get that they really get how much this means to people and I love that they're honoring the fans that way mm-hmm. and honoring SR's words um Kenzie says it's a guess but it would make sense with the time frame and from what Allie and Lauren have said um, but I think it's going to end at the elevator scene when Gabriel realizes Julian is Beatrice. I think so too. Probably. If I was, if I was, That's a good if I, it's, it's like, it's just like 50 shades, right? Yes. The elevator uh, closes. Yes. yes. In the, you know, in a better sense, but yes. in a better sense. Yes. Cause the one in, and that, the one in 50 shades broke my heart. Yes, but but it's that it's that you know it's yep. that the closing of the door is almost that finality, mm-hmm. and and I think if I recall, Julio, that's his favorite scene, um, or that was the most one of the most emotional piece parts of the book. If I recall, yes. am I remembering I think that right? He said that. Um, I, think I remember he said that. And he he remembers, or I think he was just saying that just tore him up a bit, and. I think that scene is going, that is one of my scenes that just, just tears me up. Um, love it so much. The pain, the pain of seeing him, of that man so Mm -hmm. hungover, number one. Yeah. And number two, come to the realization and to think that he might have lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Kenzie says, and Betty said yes. Uh, Kenzie and her were just dis- dissecting, dissecting the stills. Um, Kenzie is eternally grateful to them all. Jean Ann agreed with Kenzie. Um, Monica said it shouldn't, so it'll be something we've seen. Um, Kenzie said that and the lecture scene was their favorite, two iconic ones. Um, mm-hmm. Mon was saying, I dread these things. Kenzie also says he also loved the Maya scene. And she's asking, what do you mean, Monica? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's um, really, really, there's so many really juicy, emotional, pivotal scenes in this book. Um, and I can only imagine for Rapture. I mean, oh, my gosh, this is oh like laying the table. Uh, Monica was saying, Monica's referring to copies and copies of similar scenes I hope they make a better impact. That yeah, that would be good. That would be good. Um, yeah, I I just the the ter- I can I can see where Julio would bring the turmoil into that scene though. I really do. I after seeing him on set and how he was in both the cafe scene and in the lecture scene, I you can see where he could bring that. He, he definitely would bring that. Oh, absolutely. And, and absolutely. Both both of those scenes that we saw, the all the actors were so tired because they had been filming till like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning the night before, and then had to get up, get ready to, you know, granted they started at later, 12.30, but it had to get into a whole different mo- mode and you're tired mm-hmm. on top of that. So, but yeah, I definitely could see uh, him bringing a lot of that. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that. 
And Lori said, I love that Julia wanted this part so much. It makes it more special. I agree. Totally. Totally. And you can see it. And you'll be able to see it in the performance. I, I, I mean, it's just palpable. And Kenzie says, Gabriel and Julianne is much different than um, Fifty Shades, in her opinion. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not Definitely. saying the scene. I'm not saying the emotion and what's evolved with the scene. I literally was just referring to the fact it was in an elevator and the door mm-hmm. shutting. Yeah. Um, so please don't misunderstand. Because that scene with Gabriel and Julianne is just, it's that recognition. It's that, oh my gosh, this wasn't a dream. This was real. That this, this, uh, this beacon of hope had been a reality, not just a figment of my imagination or, or an angel visiting me. Um, and Kenzie noted that he is so, he was so intense. Um, it felt like I was truly in the novel um and yeah absolutely um yes Kenzie meant the elevator scene is different yeah Monica got it she got it um his his acting just I I mean blew me away away. just so did Melanie's oh her expressions her her face is so emotive his is too um, they both could have been silent film stars, yes, because they Absolutely. express so much their, with their ex- their facial their expression. And their facial expressions, Absolutely. Um, and that's why I, I uh, and you know, this is not to take away from the other actors. Um, it's just these scenes. <laughs> SR has written these characters that you're going to be able to see that so evidently because there's so much so much emotion in them. Um, but what we saw of Krista as well as, um, Paul, Margot and James were phenomenal, mm-hmm. really, really phenomenal. Um, James had a nice subtlety to his portrayal of Paul, I thought. And, um, Krista, the, the character of Krista just couldn't be more foreign to Margot's yeah, being. And that boy, she so she went from sweet Margot sitting there waiting for, for her cue and... to Ice Queen in like a snap as soon as as soon as they whirled the camera. It was yep. total bitch. Yeah. To, yeah, and just prof- so professional. They were all so professional. And as Kenzie said, they all did an incredible job. I can't stress it enough. Lori noted facial acting is important. The eyes also. And yeah, if anyone, Melanie, her eyes are incredibly expressive. Mm-hmm. And Lauren noted, it continues to blow my mind that these actors were so perfect for the roles and Tosco is able to find them and they wanted these roles. So grateful. I think of that all the time, Lauren. I really yeah. do. And, and every casting call that Passion Flicks puts out, I am so hopeful. And, and now that I've, um, I've been reading and watching the Passion Flicks uh, stable of films, I am really, really impressed. I mean, everyone that comes out, it just seems like they are really doing a great job with casting. And it goes to the fact that Tosca is a fan. And the people who work at Passion Flicks are fans They're of fans. these stories. You know, Lauren is constantly reading books 
to recommend to Tosca and uh, you know just bring I know Allie's a big romance fan um, and so is Tosca yeah, I, mean, mm-hmm. I mean she she read the Gabriel series when it first came out yeah you know this was bef- before the these film pro- processing was uh, even a thought in her head right yeah. right she was probably reading these when she was working on Hallmark films Exactly. You know, because she did a couple of those productions. So as uh, Kenzie said, I was at a loss for words. Just absolute perfection. We are so blessed. And Monica says we are the lucky fans. Yes, I agree, Monica. You get a heart for that one, girl. We are. um, One of the things I forgot to mention um, in our announcements, and and I'm sorry, I'm digressing from the topic a little bit. uh, That's okay. Amazon Fire Stick. Passion yes. Clicks, um, is on the Amazon Fire Fire Stick, and if you you if you you have to look for the streaming services within Amazon, you go to it. If you have a sign in, it's fine. It'll let you sign in with your uh all, your whatever it is already. And I know oh, I think when I did it, they sent me a code that I had just for verification, which was fine. Um, it, the other thing is also, uh, if you don't have a, uh, a fire stick, you can go to the Amazon prime site because some smart televisions have it. Even some of the cable companies in the, in, I know in the U S have it where you can go to the Amazon, um, thing that they have and they do have passion flicks there. The difference being though is if you already have an account it would make you sign up for another one um so the fire stick is better to go through so that way you just sign into your account and go you can Mm -hmm. also register for an account through the fire stick as well and it is so nice seeing these movies on a regular tv screen as opposed to a tablet or a Mm -hmm. phone or a laptop well, I just plug my laptop as as the kids do, as the kids. That's the you know code for um, teens and twenties. Um, I just plug my laptop using an HDMI HDMI cord straight into the TV, so my TV becomes the monitor. Okay. So I can watch them. The only difference is you have to, you know, you have to manually operate it um and you you do have the computer um you know the computer functionality so it's not like you can um stop it you you know you have to get up and manually do it so Mm -hmm. but i've i've really um enjoyed that it's nice to have the flexibility to bring it with you and watch it on a phone or a tablet too Mm -hmm. but um I love watching it on on the screen. It's it's the way you know it's meant to be. Um, yeah, I, and Lori, I know uh, you know again. I, I I understand what you're saying. That I that's happened to me um, because I I didn't have the Fire Stick connected to one of the televisions that I had. The the one in my living room didn't have the Fire Stick, and mm. I wanted to watch. I think it was when the Will came out. 
and I so I was like oh, I gotta sign up and so I would sign up and then I would quickly unsubscribe at the same time so that and it, unfortunately Rex passion flicks numbers on subscriptions that's the only problem um, but at least I know now that as long as I have the fire stick I'm good Mm, no, that's, that's good to know. Um, and Monica, thanks for the info. She says her iMac is great. So, oh yeah, that, I, I definitely. And, um, if I have a bigger ball, I'm scared. <laughs> she says that's a pity. <laughs> and, um, Kenzie says for some reason, passion flicks is still not loading on her computer. Hmm. hmm. I'm wondering about that, Kenzie. Um, and, and Lori said, yes, Leslie, that's great, too. I wanted to watch the will and had no patience to wait to get another cord. Um, trust me, I'm a big fan of the will. As you know, I have been obsessed with it. Of course, I'm also now obsessed with The Brother's Honor and am now on the fourth book about the Granger family um, from Brenda Jackson. I saw that Tosca has the option for the trilogy for the two books after A Brother's Honor. Um, if you haven't read them, I highly encourage you to do so. It's a really, um, really well-written, great characters. And I love the fact that it has the mystery twist to it. So you're really figuring out this, uh, uh, trying to figure out who's doing what and what's next. Mm -hmm. um, really, and I think it's really well-acted. And I'm hoping the same actors portray the brothers and the father in the next two films I'm hoping i'm curious if she had uh was able to contract with them for the three films instead of just the one because i can imagine each of them uh, portraying their own stories in a really beautiful way um so now I'm, I'm going back and forth between the will and a brother's honor because i love those films so and of course i throw in dirty sexy saint and all the others because i really like their projects so um, Jean Ann said on her fire stick, she was able to get in to a, a sign in or a sign up option. Exactly. She never had to re-sign up. And she said, if you have internet on your smart TV, you can also go to passionflix.com and sign right in as well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try that. I tried to do that with one of our TVs and it wasn't working, but I'll have to see about that. Um, I think if you have the Amazon account, maybe, I'm not sure. I know with my cable system, you'd have to get a separate one. And I just was like, no, I'm not going to yeah, do that right yeah. now. Um, mm -hmm. I had it on my, uh, I had a, a DVD player, Blu-ray DVD that was a smart DVD. And that's how I went through it in, in the one TV. Um, but that's where I was having the problem where I would have to re-sign up for Bastion Flex. Uh, the the internet on that particular DVD player didn't really work all that well, so I I kind of I just use that as a DVD player now and not worry about the other mm -hmm. stuff. Because my God, it's everywhere. Netflix, Amazon. The other day I was watching a bunch of James Bond movies on something called Tubi. <laughs> oh yes, I saw that. Um, I I just it's. There's a lot of great platforms, a lot of fun content, but Passion Flicks Absolutely. is very special. It's a very, very special um, 
it's it's a place just for people like us who love these stories. Um, Mon said, I tried to, but I'm not giving up. I love it. Um, thanks, Kenzie, for following us on Instagram, um, the new All Things SR podcast handle. Thank you. Um, Lori says, yes, all of the movies, Leslie. And Jean Ann, thanks for filling me in. I figured it was somewhere out on uh, out on Passion Flicks, but she answered my question. She said, I thought Tosca signed up the actor. She says, that's why they haven't filmed the second film yet, because the one brother is busy filming with Dynasty. So they're on hold. Yeah. Worth the wait, in my opinion. These guys are really good. I'm, they are true to... They're, again, it just reinforces my belief in their casting process because they are true to those uh, characters written in that book. Brenda Jackson I, has to be happy. True. And I think they learned with, from their mistake with uh, Driven mm -hmm. and stuff because they never locked in the actors for the other two books. Yeah. And that caused quite a concern with Casey Dietrich mm -hmm. and uh, his character, so. And I remember her talking about it probably last summer mm -hmm. when somebody asked when they were going to start filming the others. And uh, that's when she said, you, you know, that Casey couldn't get out of what he was doing um, because when they did their contract, they didn't lock him in for the other two movies. Although um, Olivia Applegate set her schedule up for that. Uh, Casey did not. So, mm. anyway. well, it's going to be good. And I, I see, I know Kenzie's keeping pushing on for the Crossfire series. I know so many fans want to see that. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Sylvia Day decides to bring that back to Passion Flicks. Um, yeah, because Betty's, it was with, I think it was with Universal for so long. And they never did anything <laughs> yeah. with it. I know, such a waste. They're not appreciating. I think they are. I think the major studios are not understanding what Tosca is understanding. And that is the power of the story to drive and the power of novels that are already written and having them having them stay true to the book. Mm -hmm. um, it just makes sense I, I think it's very short-sighted uh jean ansett noted um it was over at lionsgate too um it was lionsgate i wasn't sure i thought mm, it was universal but okay it could have it, it could have been um there are so many good books out there as betty said and monica said i read the will but haven't seen the movie still but i gotta meet chris mckenna last night on tv i've watched killer in suburbia as detective hopkins and he was mean now i'm curious oh my god i need to watch oh, that i'm a little bit watch. obsessed with i'm a little obsessed with chris mckenna right now really obsessed with him he was so good he was so good as jake spear oh so so good um yeah, I and I could see him playing a mean, um, meanie, um, but he's wonderful. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what you think, Monica. Um, yeah, it was it was good. I really liked. I like. I watched it last weekend. It was, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my. I I love Hallmark, but I can only take so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not big on regular network TV. Don't ask me why. Um, they had an epics 
a free sample last week on um, my cable system, and I started watching Bill Gravia. Mm. Now I got to figure out how I can get Epics without putting paying it on for my it. Cable. <laughs> no, yeah, well, pay for it, but not on my cable. Right, if they have another platform. Because um, I, that was done by Julian Fellows and the people mm, that did Downton Abbey. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and I like I like the actors in it. So, anyway. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot. You know, Lori's saying Crossfire has a lot of good content. She wants to see it, too. Kenzie said that's why it should be in the hands of pension flicks. These mainstream productions just don't understand our love for the story and the characters. And Betty, very good point. Major studios just don't understand... And realize the power women have. We love movies. And, and, and I'll tell you what. And, when I was at TIFF a couple years ago, Gina, da- Gina Davis came out. Mm-hmm. And she's got this group in Hollywood of women mm-hmm. uh, discussing just that. Yeah. Well, I, look at what Reese Witherspoon's been doing. There's a lot of, well, you know, within the last couple of years, there have been a lot of women taking on production um, companies and deciding that they need to define content. Um, as Betty says, I don't want to spend my money watching guys fighting with guns. I want to watch well-written romance movies on the screen. Is that too much to ask for? I think not. And um, yeah, Jean Ann was saying, I'm just going to start watching that this week. I, I, I'm thinking, are you referring to the will or the series? Um, and Jean Ann said you can download Epics for one month free where she's at. So check it out. She was researching it yesterday. Betty said a discovery, which is you outlander are all based on books and they are awesome. True. And I can't wait till season two of discovery, Witches starts. Mm -hmm. I can't either. And Monica, thank you. Killer in suburbia just happened while I was searching another channel, but I thought he was familiar. It's like Pam said, their crap and actors can do so much more than that kind of show. Yes. You will. I'm, I can't wait to. I, I told you, Monica, you know how I feel about the will. I'm a little obsessed. And yes, Kenzie, I saw your little, I saw your little reference to the locker room scene. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Yes. uh, It was everything um, you would, you would think it's, it was everything you would imagine it to be and more. Um, but truly, I could have even seen it without the locker room scene, and I just love—I just love that film. That Although, you know, I do have a thing for boxing, so it just made it a little bit um, over the top, fantastic for me. Um, oh, Belgaravia is what Jean Ann was referencing. She's right. going to start watching that. I'm yeah, going to I, now too with you the reference. It looked really, really good. So, and I, you know, they only had the first season, first episode up, so. Um, I love that reserved British way of being, of being, let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. So anyway. <laughs> All right, ladies, this has been a fun great. Time. And guess what? We got a chapter done. <laughs> I know. And next week, next week we are finishing finish. the man in a black suit. I can't believe it. What a long, strange trip it has been. We've done a lot of things, a lot of travels during the course of the Man in the Black Suit fan podcast. Yes, we've been to Greece and Switzerland, (laughs) Finland, Moscow. 
Yes. Oh, yes, Guy. Not Jordan. Um, what you call um, Morocco? Yes. Oh, I do want to. I really, I want to travel to Morocco and, and Morocco in real world. Beaches. Morocco mm. has some great beaches. It's an interesting, an interesting country. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, so we will finish that, and then we will be back with Desar. Yes. Yes. Um. As uh, Monica said, it's going to be fun. Lori said, the good news makes the ending of the Man in the Black Suit fan podcast a little less painful. Thank you for that. Um, you're welcome, Lori. Yeah. You know we couldn't, you know we would have kept going on as the Man in the Black Suit fan podcast anyway. We would have just done some different things and maybe come up with some other ideas. But we just, we just thought, you know, we're talking all things SR. Why don't we just call it that? Right. So that's kind of what we're doing. That's correct. And um, yes, we'll be thank more you. Weddings to plan. <laughs> I know. Now we we picked up a second wedding. Our our uh, I know. our 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 little uh, brides to be Kenzie and uh, Monica. Now I love it. Watch out, Lauren. You're next. Just putting it out there. Uh, <laughs> and Betty too. That's oh my right. gosh, this was so much That's fun. Right. Betty and Paul. And on the farm with with the the Holsteins. So. <laughs> this is really Just fun, watch you guys. Where you walk, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh! And Lauren says, "Haha, I'm single and ready to mingle." <laughs> right there with you. That's right. Oh I may my not gosh! Not be ready to mingle as long as I used to, but. <laughs> But Pam definitely is a mingler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The beacon, <laughs> which is not lit at the moment, is uh, proof of that. Anyway. I love it. Uh, Lori, Lori's, Lori's marrying you off to Richard. Just oh, saying, okay. Pam. Mm-hmm. So, all right. That's Everybody, please. get him first. <laughs> <laughs> have, <laughs> have a great, great week. Remember yes. to post any questions you want to ask SR. Um, on that uh, Google form that we put out there. Um, sign up and follow all of our channels for the new podcast. Tell everybody, tell your friends. Uh, we want to we be able to bring in folks. And I think sometimes people who don't know podcasts are a little intimidated by podcasts, so say it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's fun to be in the chat room, but you don't have to be in the chat room. You can just listen. And hopefully um, you'll laugh right along with us. Yes. And yes. say, what are these and... strange people doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, having a little laughter and a little light in the midst of a, uh, unprecedented times. That's what yes. we're doing. Exactly. So. Exactly. Oh, thanks, Lauren. Lauren's uh, wishing everybody a good week, as is Betty, Kenzie, and everyone. And Lauren says she just tweeted at Passion Flicks to ensure that the All Things SR podcast is included on the Gabriel's Inferno media tour. Oh, that's great. Thank, Thank you, you, Lauren. Thank you so much, Lauren. Yes, we want to make sure that that's uh, reached out uh, and coordinated with. And we have reached out to Allie and Lauren at Passion Flicks as well. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully 
we can keep pushing it out. And Kenzie, I think the media tour she's referencing is just pushing out the information about the upcoming film. And that's uh, when, when they're scheduling the promo um, interviews with the media. Um, So have a wonderful weekend. You all too. And I'm going to take you out this morning with a little Matthew Barber. Sleep, please Uh, come to me, which is my god awful theme song these days. (laughs) So, So everybody, have a great day, and we'll see you next week. Yes, be safe.